0: Are you ready to become toxic person proof? Hey guys, Sarah K. Ramsey here to help you find love and success after a toxic relationship so you can design a life you're actually excited about living. Hello, wonderful! This is Sarah, and I'm here with my newest and dearest friend, Marilyn Halls. We met this morning after talking online for a while, and we almost wore matching T-shirts. We have a matching history, basically. We were both <laughs> piano majors and piano players, and taught music, and then created campaigns for young people. I can't believe it! I'm I, can't believe. I, was, oh,
1: I can't believe I was going to put on the same jumper as Sarah. I thought, <laughs> thank goodness, I changed my. Oh, it would have been cute. It would have been a
0: cute story. But uh, I'm so excited to have you. You um, are based in the UK and run freedom from abuse.org. Mm-hmm. As, well as, as well as the play Can We Be Friends, which is going to be featured on the podcast soon. And you're an expert in helping
1: people avoid toxic relationships of all kinds, but especially helping people. Oh, yeah, of all kinds. So it started off, um, I used to be a deputy head and also a music teacher. Uh-huh. And, um, and I, I had no idea that my best friend He'd been my friend for 17 years. I first met him in church and he became the head teacher of our church primary school, Church of England Primary School, where I worked and where I ended up being deputy. Um, and I met him in the church for so 17 years and 10 years as my boss. And then in 2002, it was, so we're going back, you know, 19 years. I had a little ding dong on my doorbell and there were the police standing there asking to come in. They left nine hours later when they told me that my best friend and boss was actually a paedophile and they suspected that he had groomed and abused my boys and that he had clearly groomed me. Because that's the people that's the bit people don't get offline. You be groomed first. We're not talking about abduction here. We're talking about manipulation the snake in the grass the you know little red riding hood with the wolf in sheep's clothing and all of that you know well hidden but not so actually because once you understand grooming once you know those finite signs and the impact it has in your gut you can see it like Rudolph's red nose I love
0: it. I'm so excited to
1: have you here and talk about this. And, and if people don't believe me also, we all know somebody who's abusing a child. It is as common as, I don't know what your main cereal is. It's as mm-hmm. common as maple syrup. It's as common as, mm-hmm. I don't know what you have in America. Uh, you know, it's common. We have cornflakes over here. It's common as It's common
0: as, common as cornflakes. That's such a cute phrase. Uh, <laughs> and, Americans, and they just try to see how much sugar they can put. The children, they get for Christmas, they get uh, the, that sugary cereal because I hate it in my house all the time, but I'll get them all the marshmallows or whatever.
1: Good Christmas. Is, I mean, I do know. That's what it's all about. Isn't it? you can, you know. so, they, so then I, I was, they, they said to me about grooming. And you have been groomed. And I went, I'm sorry. I said, I was a deputy head teacher. What are you talking about? I've been on the child protection courses. I've been on safeguarding courses. It's all about the stranger danger, the the funny man in the park. Well, no, not really. It's about this thing called grooming. I said, Well, tell me about it then. And they went, Well, how does it work? Well, he would be your very best friend, and you were vulnerable at the time because you were going through a divorce, and therefore your children were vulnerable. And it grooming, he is I can always remember this lovely police officer who's sadly passed away you now. She was lovely, saying to me, You know, when you decorate a room, if you were to put the paint on too fast, everything bubbles up and falls off. The preparation is what the grooming is. The precursor to the abuse and it takes a long time they are very patient they can wait a long time and they have to make sure that everybody in their circle trusts them adores them believes everything about them thinks they're wonderful they are like the Pied Piper you know you, you've heard the thing the Pied Piper have you with all the children? yes yes, yes. Uh-huh. yeah um uh sorry I don't know what no um, I was like <laughs> You know, I was gonna... yeah, that's right and and that's what they are like. that is yes. what they're like they and, and of course that's the name of the game because they are extremely good for children and I think I just could not get round my head. Why would my best friend why why would this why would this happen? why would anyone do this? Are you born to do this? No um, do you wake up one day bored you know fed up with having sex with somebody so maybe I have a go at children? No. So where does it happen? So people thought I was bonkers because you are going back 20 years, see, where no one really talked about this stuff. We wouldn't 20 years ago be having this conversation. Mm-hmm. And um, and I, I just thought, well, I, I want to find out because I am naturally inquisitive. And I thought there has to be a route. Everything, and I think I looked at it like music. You know, you come to me at 25 years old. I'm not going to teach you how to play Mozart's Clarinet Concerto. If you are a beginner, Where do you begin from? Well, let's look at what a clef is. Let's look at a bass clef. Let's look at stave and quavers and crockton. You Mm -hmm. are starting from the beginning. So I thought, right, that's what I've got to do. So I started going into prisons and talking to child abusers and people would say to me, you're mad. I said, no, I'm not mad because I want to know what caused it. And it was very interesting how they all had had adverse childhood experiences in their early years, very early years, Something had gone badly wrong, and of course, we're all unique, our sensitivities are all different. So, you know, you could spit in my face and I could tell you to (laughs) go and do one, or I could be broken. I can't run with, Oh, you had less abuse than me. I'm sorry, no. You do not know the impact it has on each individual. And some that I hear is just literally, I do not kid you, vomit making some of the stories. I am never, even after all these years, I am never immune. I always keep it humanized. And I think that is the trouble with the internet and the online stuff. People have stopped humanizing that the children that are being groomed online, they are children. They're not a number. They are children. And I was doing a long um, talk yesterday evening to a lot of parents. And I said, let's just start with this. Online, this is not child porn. It is not pornography. Mm -hmm. Pornography in the adult pornography. We have consented to do it for whatever reason. Children cannot consent to abuse. They cannot consent to abuse because the consent means understanding the consequences of your decision. Well, they can't make that decision because they don't know what it's about. But what these people are doing is watching a crime, paying a lot of money to watch a crime, which is called child abuse. So let's, It almost let's, let's thinks the like the gladiators,
0: right? Like I think about the gladiators and people cheering, but... that wasn't a movie. Like it was really someone dying. That was someone's father dying, their mother dying, their child dying.
1: Awful. Awful. And, 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 you know, what they're doing online, you know, they disguise themselves. They buy voice distorters. Mm Uh, they, they coerce these children through the webcam, uh, disguised as somebody maybe 30 years younger. Uh, they ask for images. They sound the same age. Their webcam may not be working, Um, They offer them on multiplayer games, offer them bribes or bits of money, whatever. And and then they try and get them to meet up. And the youngsters just don't get it because I think you children today are living in the moment and they are not engaging in critical thinking to think, hang on a minute. If I behave like that, what's going to happen? So all our courses are about behaviours. The behavior of the person who could be harmed and the behavior of the person who is going to do the harm. And and what are the originators of that? So in England, I, I always feel that every government, as long as I've done this, has failed children in our community. Because what they want to do is always put money on the top going down. You have to invest in the bottom going up where are the roots? Where does it start? Interestingly, I found a lot of abusers told me that they were being harmful to animals before they were seven, brutal to insects and animals, not stepping on the cat's tail, cutting it off, you know, that sort of thing. There's a massive sign. Um, Arson, domestic abuse, animal abuse, all link with sexual abuse. And in fact, I learned very quickly through my progression of my course, starting with Offline grooming, the enemy in your living room, right? And that was, we were in that lane for several years. And then the internet came along, and I thought, oh, I think yeah. this is going to be a problem. So I started writing the courses. And now I've done this one on um, uh, toxic relationships and friendships and children who abuse their parents. That has skyrocketed during it, lockdown. It mm. has. It, it's it's yes. shocking. We're going to have to do a whole other podcast on that. We've got loads of podcasts that need to be done. I know. i got all this. Well, and I want to I bring back... I, it I, I learned yeah. that all the abuses are basically like the Olympic rings. Yeah. Yes. If there's vulnerability, there is grooming in all of it. And they all interlink. So mm-hmm. you can't really dissect them. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the, the grooming of the vulnerable is there with radicalization. It's there with toxic relationships relationships. relationships it's there with domestic abuse it's a you name it the grooming exploitation grooming
0: well in my book I taught there's a phrase and it says there are toxic people and you know them if we can get past that those two sentences Mm -hmm. then you can start to keep yourself safe but there's so many blinders oh sure there's toxic people but they're not in my life oh exactly they're not in my neighborhood
1: well, let me tell you i didn't know for 60 years that my sister had been raped oh. i didn't know she didn't tell me till she was 65 and her behavior you see the behavior was there that's the thing behavior is a global language mm. the abuse and harm wherever it's coming from impacts you and it manifests in behaviors yeah i writing that down. I love behavior is a global language. I'm writing it down. <laughs> and that's why we need to do these podcasts globally and tell people in every single street, there is an abuser, whether you like it or not. You need to wake up to that because about three or four years they used to say, well, One in every three online groomers, one in three online groomers, they reckon one in three were offline ones, yeah? But now it's merged. Now, if you're doing one, you're doing the other. It's all part of the same mesh, right? Um, That plausibility that they're an okay person, that manipulation, that cunning way of, when it's offline grooming, of convincing and working their way in and making, they, they basically hijack your life. I was the groomed mother. I was the groomed deputy head. They they hijack your life and then every emotion, every thought, everything. So you find yourself isolating from your main friends and people that you've always trusted because this person has become so integral into your life. That call they call it the main event. Your, they become your default.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. anybody's trying
0: to make you the main event yeah
1: exactly right exactly right and you just don't see it so I would say to anybody listen because there were two or three friends that said to me are you sure he's okay well, Oh goodness, gonna say what are you saying but you cannot put a price on your gut instinct mm-hmm. when your gut goes uh-uh that's weird right <laughs> so when, I, when I it's true isn't it yes yes, yes. Because your gut, your your solar plexus yes. is your second brain. So you feel it in your gut. Something's not right, quirky, quirky. And it's immediately sending a message going, whoa, ding dong, careful, stop, think. But I I use this analogy when I'm training the children and we have had disclosures and those people are now in prison, right? And I'm very open with the youngsters. And I think you have to be, we've become too politically correct Children are far more resilient than we think they are. They can take on board an awful lot and they soon zone out if they don't want to. I mean, I had four children, all under five. I had twins and they will, you can have a conversation on their terms and then they get bored, then they might introduce it again. So a little bit, little bite-sized yes, pieces. Yes, agreed. But I mean, well, I want to story. slow you down there. That was a
0: really important point, okay? Oh. <laughs> it does not have to be this whole, like, you know, my children are um, eight and 10 at this point. It doesn't have to be this whole, like, sit down, like, no. sit down for two hours. But uh, something, you know, one thing I kind of sprinkle in with my kids, you can give me some advice on this, is I will always believe you if you tell me someone's hurting you.
1: Exactly, exactly. And I said yesterday, I had a lady, one of the parents who was online, Um, she said to me well I've got this 16 year old who spends all his time in his bedroom and you know this that and the other I said what do I do he's just so difficult I said well he is an angry young man it's that stage all the testosterone is pumping and all of that but honestly you you need to oh goodness sorry you need to never stop talking to them I used to say to my children you know what I will always love you but right now, I don't like you so much. Uh-huh. Well, I think right my parents now, said that to I'm me, like too. You. <laughs> I'm not here to be your friend. Your friend. Right you, you can like me and be my friend and mm-hmm. take me down the pub when you're 25. But right mm-hmm. now, sweetie, you're going to do as you're told because I'm mm-hmm. asking you to do it because I'd rather not tell you. And I would appeal to you why I would like you to do it. Mm-hmm. And I would like you to meet me halfway And then if that didn't happen, I'd say, well, you know what? Here's the thing. You're going to do it anyway or not do it anyway. Um, But I said, you know, keep the conversation going. We are the adults here. We have walked this planet longer than they we are here to get them through those rocky pathways. And the other thing I used to say to my children is, we can get through anything if you tell me the truth. It doesn't matter what it is. Tell me the truth and we can get you through it. Well, tell me the truth. And something I had also heard, um, which I've
0: not said to my kids in a long time, maybe I need to revisit it, is you know, if someone says they're going to hurt me if you tell the truth, that's not true. Mommy's a grown
1: up and she can protect herself and take yes. care of herself because that's something else they groom exactly. kids with, right? Exactly, they do. They do because they, um, my, when my sister uh, was raped, um, she was told it was my uncle, she was told it will kill my mother. Well, my mother. Would, uh, yes, you yes. Know, I, I, and I know that's happened a lot. Your mother will die. You will be put in a care home. The police will come and get you. It is all lies and threats and it's impressionable on a young mind and it is i i think apart from losing your child which has got to be the ultimate awful thing i can't even imagine how that must feel like having knowing your children have been sexually abused it is the next worst i've done divorce so i was walking the park next to this um and that really, it absolutely pulled the rug from under me. It completely ruined, broke in a heartbeat, that ding dong on the door and my heart, my life changed. Completely different trajectory. So when they told me that they thought my my children had been sexually abused, I can remember coming out of the interview and then the children came home from school and um, my older son was working, saving up to go traveling. Then they all went in and came out and came, you know, and I literally threw up the very thought oh, God. of my best friend doing this. I, 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 I just could not, and I, um, I had saved up. I was going to take my own life. And I thought this is, um, I just, you know, I, I had it all planned and I thought, well, obviously I've made some terrible decisions. I married the wrong man. And then got friendly with, I didn't know this paedophile. And I'm obviously because I was depressed. And that's the thing. When people say, and I do get upset about this, when people say, Oh, um, oh, it's so selfish to take your own life. No, they don't understand. You are in such a black hole, in such a dark space. You are mentally ill. Mm -hmm. You you can't, you know, if you were all wrapped up in plaster casting, people would go, oh, look at you, you poor thing in a wheelchair. Do you want any help? But that brokenness is going on inside and no one sees it and no one wants to know. And I always say to people, you know what? You need to grow a pair because quite frankly, you all know someone who's being abused. You all know someone and that you also know someone who's doing it. And you also know someone who it's happening to right now. Believe me, because the statistics back that up. And 100%. you need to grow a spine because how do you think it feels for the person that's living with that secret behind their eyes? Be that person. So I have one slide at the start of my training. I say, always ask why why am i feeling this in my gut why is that person making me feel uh, uh, weird what is it so i say to the youngsters think is it because i ate too many cakes is it because i've lost my mobile phone is it because i've lost my school uniform is it because is it because is it because someone's creeping me out online is it because someone is touching me in my private areas and i use a swimwear rule i say whatever is behind your swimwear or your swimming trunks It's private, but let's not forget your mouth either. Mm -hmm. What's going on there, yeah? And I said, go and tell somebody. And I never say, go to see your mummy. I say, tell someone you trust. Because I have over 20 years seen many mummies who are part of the problem. Now, is it
0: like a, a boyfriend or stepdad, uncle, brother,
1: grandfather, and they just kind of cover over for the men? Exactly. It's exactly. Like, for whatever reason. And we don't know why, but always tell. So we've had results from this, and, and then I say, so always ask why. Be the child, stand in a child's shoes and step back from being the age you are and think, you know, I've come in late to school. And I'm being bollocked for being late. Has anyone asked why? You know, maybe you were hovering outside the school gates to avoid the bully. Maybe you've been up all night being raped by your father, but you're just shouting at them. No one stops to be the child and and, and just stop back and think, you know, wake up at the back of the class. Come along. What are you doing? What are you daydreaming about? Maybe they're dissociating. Maybe they're terrified of going home because tonight their cousin's going to come home and it's going to start all over again. Well, and I think the point
0: in getting behind the eyes of the child and linking it to what you're talking about and keeping our kids safe is trying to take away the fear exactly. of telling the truth or the fear of being able to say something, whether it's exactly. no one's going to believe me, no one's going to, they th- it's really my fault. Um, no one's going to protect me. They're, they're going to kill my mother. They're going to take me away and put me in an yeah. orphanage. You know, is that what you're saying is trying to get um, children to not only recognize, but also kind of work around it to say, if it's happening,
1: create a safe space right. to tell Exactly. The thing is, you see, they get fed this toxic shame. Mm-hmm. It's your fault. Right. You shouldn't be so pretty. You sat on my lap. You had all the treats. You liked being taken out on a nice surprise visit. You see, it's your fault. It's all your fault. I mean, I had a child abuser literally in a, in a prison say to me. Um, I, I, he said, "You know, it's great big bloke," and I and I <laughs> I so wanted to punch him in the face. <laughs> and I thought I'm not going to because they want to humiliate you and they want to shock you. And I thought, no. You're not doing that. And I can play that face, because when you've been in teaching, you have to all the time, don't you, Mm -hmm. Land? And he said, you don't know what it's like to have had sex with a three-year-old. So I thought, I'm not going to do what you've just done. I just said, wow. How interesting. Do you want to talk about it? Yeah. And he went, yes, I do. So I said, go on then. And he said, well, there was I sat babysitting, see, and there she comes down, all with her lovely blonde hair, just being bathed and washed, comes downstairs with no knickers on and a nightie and sat on my lap. I mean, she wanted it. They are so distorted. They are so in their brain. You see, what happens... The trauma, and I am not making excuses for them because my three sons were sexually abused, but they are also victims of their upbringing. And what happens, um, I'm going to show you, if I've got it here, one minute. Oh, where have I got it? Ooh, excuse me one minute. I just want to show you something. No, go for it. This is my, you can tell I was a teacher and I had four young kids because I still love Play-Doh. Oh. <laughs> So I say, right, okay, this is what I'd learned. Hold on, I'm going to see
0: what I have. I'm pretty sure I have some Play-Doh in here, too. I had this, uh, I had this, like, goo, I don't know where it is. Yeah, in this drawer, I had this little purple, like, so when I was sitting here watching training videos, I would have something to play with in my hands, and that would have been really funny if I could have pulled
1: that out. You know, we weren't separated at birth were we right, right, yes. <laughs> so anyway so let's say this is a baby's brain right mm-hmm. you cannot prove that ed, that people were born like this if you did that you'd have to have an mri scan on every baby born so trauma causes this awful chemical called uh cortisol very dangerous and it spikes the trauma spikes right now on the developing brain, that's really dangerous because the, the brain is still developing until you're 25. So trauma, trauma. I don't know. It could be that my mum and dad have been killed on a motorway. That's trauma. Now I've had to go into care. That's trauma. Trauma on trauma. Complex trauma. And then I go into care and I meet some dodgy person there. More trauma. So the, up comes this cortisol and it's breaking neural pathways it's all about neuroscience it breaks the neural pathways it eats away at the healthy brain cells now you've got this it changes the landscape of the brain and in that thing there it damages the frontal lobal system um and if that's not fixed because that will come out as behavior then if that's not fixed that person's going to have problems so this is when i said to the when i said to these people you your abusers i said Tell me what you were like at school, and they all say they were either a little what's it, or they were incredibly regret.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. and you see, that's what teachers always—they tend to miss it. They don't see shy, overt shyness, not just shy, overt shyness. And I said, okay, so, yeah, sheltered in place, almost yeah. kind of. What, yeah. what, and when you got to puberty, you know, what, you know, I mean, I've got two gay stepchildren, so they they knew they were gay when they were about ten. I knew I was heterosexual at about 10. Well, you might be transgender, whatever. When did you know you were going to be what you became? Oh, about 10, 11 years old. So the fiddling and the oversexualized behavior was already there when they were 10 or 11. Now, that, the number of times I've heard teachers and head teachers say to me, it's child's play. Uh, excuse me, I had four children. They did not behave like that. They played doctors and nurses, but not like that. Um, and not- you're talking about
0: injuring
1: animals hurting and also i'm I'm dealing with the moment i'm dealing at the moment with a six-year-old boy whose next-door neighbor goes to the same school he's six and this boy continually puts his digits up this little boy's bottom right and social services here have said that's child's play it's not on our threshold of concern and I said, I'm sorry, that's not... and this little boy has been banned from children's parties because he won't leave it alone. He takes boys and girls pants down and does it though. He's only six years old. You're telling me that boy's not going to be a problem. And the other thing that is very interesting, especially if ladies are listening to this, what comes out of our mouth can be so damaging. And the number of these men, when I said to them, can you tell me about your actual childhood, where the problems were? Can you tell me about, because they're very intelligent. A lot of them are very attractive, articulate, um, and they groom, actually they groom each other inside as well. I don't think it stops because they're behind bars. The grooming continues. But I say, what about your, your relationship with your mother? The number of abusers that had a bad relationship with their mother. So I would say to mothers, for goodness sake, if you've got boys, validate them um as as young men that they will be the masculinity the fact that they've been slammed down shut up don't you've only got to walk well I don't know what it's like in America but you've only got to walk down the street in England you know shut the up you know <laughs> you know and you think what are you doing to your child and and always putting the boy down and a lot of these abusers have problems with their mothers which was very interesting I call dangerous, and I do the fathers aren't as dangerous right cortisol is dangerous. Oh, the cortisol is dangerous.
0: What I have seen, you know, and especially in um, conservative culture, mm-hmm. you know, in America, the conservative culture, it's like, you know, boys need their dads, you know, that that sense of dads. And of course, people need healthy parents. The best scenario is two healthy parents. But I almost think the research is very lagging behind on what happens with a dysfunctional
1: mother, which I have seen to be much Absolutely. worse. It is worse. It is worse. And I urge mums to, you know, this is why I am a passionate fondness of adverse childhood experiences. If we could get into antenatal classes before these babies are born and say, think about and it should be in the schools, think about how you talk. The words that come out of our mouths are so important. You know, you, you you could, should, would. Could you do it? Should you do it? Would you do it? They mean three different things. Mm-hmm. And the mothers, I have. I know I'm I'm a dinosaur. I know that, but I I worry about babies that are put in their buggies front facing into the world. They've only got themselves born, maybe three or four months ago. Do you not think they're frightened? Why can't you turn it around and smile and create that attachment? My,
0: my son wouldn't even go in there. I carried him around the house when I was loading the dishwasher. And hey. we we're so close
1: now. mean, we are so close. Exactly the same. And well, I was- Picking up my twins when they were three years old. I can't even pick up my three-month-old grandbaby now. Yeah, twins. Yeah, twins. That's crazy. Um, But I do think that's important to
0: note because I think when they say something like, oh, the abandoned dads, troubled dads, they are operating under the assumption, you know, these people are talking about this, that there's a wonderful mother in place. (laughs) Oh, you know, oh, it's so sad there's no dad. But what
1: you have seen and what I have seen I do want to point out because no one's really saying this is I know I know I know and I think that's the other thing they're not saying as well is that fathers can get a form of postnatal depression you know they've married this woman uh, uh-huh. and overnight as we do that woman's changed <laughs> you just- a human being out into the world yes or had it pulled out whatever they do in america cesarean and all that whatever way you are now looking after you've been growing a human being i mean that's huge and then suddenly the relationship with the husband's different i mean and again some men are hugely resilient my boys have not had any problem with it But I know there are some men that that, that do. They're almost quite jealous of the attention. The men need to be also supported. And and I think also there is this asexual connection, the mother with the boy, the father with the daughter, where the father um, sort of encourages the femininity in the little girl and, you know, is very loving and gentle and all of that. And then the mother is... Like the it's wrong to say boyfriends and girlfriends, but you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know, aware well, of modeling their healthy relationships. Aware of their gender, aware of their gender. Yeah, and, and hopefully creating
0: situations that model healthy relationships growing up.
1: And, and, and do you know I- what? I, don't care. I I don't care. I've always said this. I don't care if you're green with blue spots, transgender, whatever. I couldn't give a monkeys as long as you're not fiddling with kids. <sighs>
0: That's fair. That's fair. Or, or abusing adults,
1: right? You know, abusive behavior. I, I, in and, and, yeah. and you know the, the yeah. and the, the, it's children that are um, on the spectrum you know, autism, Asperger's, all of that, they they already, bless their hearts, have problems with relationships. So they are very easy to groom and abuse because they have a problem understanding it all. Um, and children that have any form of disability, they are three times more likely to be groomed and abused by many people, which is awful. And, you know, I often think, you know, if you were blind, say you're a three-year-old and you can't see, how, how do you know what's going on? Or do your other senses become more alert? Because you, you cannot put a price on your instinct. And I always stress this. Uh, and I, I do a lot of work with the police. And there was this one police officer, well, chief constable. And he said to me once, he said, you're dead right, love. He came from up north, right? Up north, Lancashire and Yorkshire. He said, you're dead right, love. If it don't feel right, it ain't bloody right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Your instinct is your alarm bell and the analogy I use with the children and with the staff is right okay so a bird is in the garden it sees a cat coming along now a cat's a predator the bird hasn't gone to university to learn that what does the bird do so mm-hmm. the bird flies away, flies away. Mm-hmm. and the bird sits on a branch and watches then what does the bird do it goes eh, 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 eh. it warns its mates we don't do that. We don't do that. And we then we tell people that. who are warning to shut their mouths. Exactly right. Move on. Get off do it. And that's why our children get harmed. Because along comes Mr. Creep or Charm and Smarm or Mrs. Creep because they come in pink and blue, you know. And we go, no, can't be. No, can't be. Oh, boom. And, and that's why. That's you why. You know, and
0: and and nature. yeah and when you warn and I want you I want everybody listening those of you who has you know a woman or somebody else who said that she's been abused or some situation has happened and you have pushed that off and ignored her and not wanted to get involved and not wanted to whatever you are putting your children in danger you are not changing society you if you think Your children and you are going to not be involved in this. You are a part of the problem. And when you are ignoring what is happening,
1: you are promoting it. If you ignore it, then you're third party to the problem. Absolutely. You are actually compliant with the problem Mm -hmm. because the problem is going to continue even with your mouth shut. So, you know, where is your human accountability? Mm -hmm. We are all on this planet for a reason. And it's not just about having a lot of money and posh cars and nice holidays and having a yacht. If you've got, I mean, I I have a very altruistic spiritual side to me. And I believe, and I truly do believe this. I do believe in a spiritual warfare. I believe there is evil. And I think there's, there's good. And it's a constant battle. And when you are working in the toxic environment that I'm working in, you do come under attack. And, you know, we have, honestly, I have been stalked. I have had my car acid rain. I've had death threats. I don't give a stuff because I, try shutting me up because I am going to go down fighting because we have got to do something to change society and every child matters. And, I mean, I just feel, I know there's a handful of children, but the police say to me, there's many, many more that you will have helped. But I know there's about five, certainly, whose abusers are now in prison and I just think wow maybe my oxygen was worth it because there's five lives and if in your lifetime you only save one then your time on this well, and 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 worth you it. saved the
0: kids they would have abused if they weren't in prison So, if you the the ones say because they're in prison they're not abusing any more children so it's not just about those five it's yeah, it's so great. Marilyn, come back on the podcast. Uh, yes, check, check her, her out. So yes, for
1: more. sure. I, yes, so many more topics. We, we, I must have about ten different courses now. I've done one on trafficking as well. We wrote, I wrote one the other day on that, and again, all about the grooming of the vulnerable. If you are vulnerable, and the thing I'd like to say to everybody is, you might be listening to this saying, "My life is fine. I'm in a good space." It might change tomorrow. Mm-hmm. You don't know what tomorrow might bring.
0: And if you are in a good space, that your is, you're supposed to be giving back. And you're supposed to be
1: giving back. Exactly right. It's not just about Netflix. Honestly, Sarah, we uh get no funding, no funding. And Mm -hmm. I think, I went on a very big show in England called Loose Women, right? Mm -hmm. And there were 23,000 hits on that website from the interview I did. 23,000 hits on my website. Not one person gave a dollar. Or a pound, because it's the same. It would have been £23,000. Oh, my word. I know people where if they did that in one donation, wouldn't even feel it. But, hey, let's get back on that yacht and buy the, the best champagne and ignore the plight of other people.
0: I love you. Thank you. Thank, Thank you for so coming. You I'm so you excited. Too. Everybody, yeah, see her soon. Uh, Everybody, check her out. Freedom abuse, abuse. Yeah, freedom abuse. Freedom abuse. Yes, awesome, Marilyn. Thank you for helping us on our journey to becoming toxic
1: person-proof. Thank you so much. Take care. Love you. Bye bye.
0: finding love and success after a toxic relationship, then consider this your personal invitation for me. I'm there live, there's tons of support, and most importantly, tons of more information to help you on your journey to become Toxic Person Proof.